Welcome to Yahoo Stories, the podcast that brings your creative writing to life. This week, Monica Nagy brings us Being Mean, read to you by Sam Adegoke. And remember, you can help us fight COVID-19 in Africa by following the link in the description and donating to GeneCo. Blynn was a sweet, chubby little goblin. And the other goblins teased him for it. Goblins are mean. We do mean things. We play tricks and lie. That's what goblins do. You don't. You're just weird. Blynn's brothers and sisters pulled his chubby little ears and elbowed his chubby little belly, hoping he'd snap at them. You'll never be a mean goblin like us. That's why the bully Bragg always picks on you. Blynn just giggled at their pranks. His goblin mother, Glad, watched her little son with a sad smile. Don't worry, Mama, he said. I can talk with the trees, sing with the birds, and run with the foxes. Blynn's mother hugged him when her husband wasn't watching and told Blynn not to mind. Just keep your hat pulled down over your ears and don't stop to pick any flowers, she said. But I like picking flowers. I'll bring you some. No, dear, don't. And she lied. I don't like flowers. At mean school, the big bully Bragg pinched Blynn and pulled at his hat. The other goblins watched and sneered, but Blynn didn't pinch or prod Bragg back. At the end of the day, Blynn watched the other goblin kids going home, prodding and pinching, sneering and jeering. Blynn tried to smile, but he didn't join in. For the first time, he was unhappy. He felt left out. The next day, he didn't smile or talk at all, not even when his mother gave him extra bread and sour grape jelly. At school, the other goblin kids got tired of teasing Blynn. Even Bragg, the biggest and angriest bully in the school, who always picked on the smallest goblin with his big bad mouth and big bad hands. He was the meanest, and he liked to show it. But it was no fun picking on Blynn anymore. The weird little goblin just didn't giggle or react or do anything. So Bragg decided to turn his nasty attention to one of the goblin girls, Glynn. She was small and easy to knock over. He rushed at Glynn with his fists hard and his elbow sharp, but Glynn was quick and clever. When she saw him coming, she ducked and pushed him as hard as she could in the stomach, sending Bragg and Bragg's hat flying. Go and pick on someone your own size, she shouted. Glynn had been watching. He went up to Bragg, took off his own hat, and offered it to the big, mean goblin. Bragg was about to push Blynn out of the way when he noticed something lying on the ground by his feet. It was a small, pointy piece of plasticine. (gasps) The other goblins were laughing at him. He put his hands up to his face and felt his left ear. It wasn't big and pointy like goblins' ears are supposed to be. He went red and growled. Bragg picked up the piece of plasticine and pulled at the other piece that was hanging off his right ear. Then he turned and ran away in shame. Blynn ran after him, still holding out his hat to give to the bully. Go away, shouted Bragg. I don't want your stupid hat. Get away from me. It's all your fault. What do you mean? I didn't make your ears fall off, said Blynn. It's your fault and you know it. You're no fun anymore. So I picked on Glynn instead. And she was... She... Bragg just scowled and growled. Oh, 
I see, Blynn said. She was mean to you, wasn't she? And Blynn smiled. You growl and fight all the time, the little goblin said quietly. But you're different, like me. Don't say that, Brax shouted. I'm a real goblin, and a really mean one, too. Blynn smiled again. Well, if you can catch me, you can prove just how mean you are. But if I get to the river before you, then I win. And you have to let me show you something. Brax scowled, but he nodded. The little goblin was small and quick. He beat the bully easily. I win. Now, I want to show you something, but you have to be very quiet. Blynn pointed. Suddenly the bully saw something moving in the bushes. It was a fox. Then another appeared. Following after the two foxes were five little ducks. That's weird, Bragg said. It's not weird, Blynn replied. It's wonderful. Bragg just scowled. Come on, Blynn said. Let's go to the hollow tree. I've got some extra snacks from lunch. Bragg grumbled and growled, but he was hungry. As they were munching on their snacks, a black cat appeared, followed by a line of four little black kittens. Last in line came a little white puppy. It made Bragg think about his white dog, Mutt, who died. Isn't it great, said Blynn. Bragg just frowned. It was late by then and too dark for Blynn and Bragg to find their way home. So they curled up by the hollow tree. But Bragg was restless. He was sure his mother and father had heard about what happened at school. They'd always taught him to be the biggest and meanest goblin kid of all. That's why they'd made those fake ears for him. Hey, Bragg, what's that growling? Did you hear it? It's just my tummy, silly, said Bragg. That wasn't your stomach, you dummy. It came from over there. Bragg was about to pinch Blynn for calling him names when he heard the growling, too, and saw two big, mean eyes staring at them. Oh, Bragg, I... Blynn started to say, but now it was Bragg's turn to tell Blynn to be quiet. Shh! The bully was big and mean, but he wasn't scared. He had to think fast. He knew how dangerous wolves could be. Listen, Blynn, do exactly as I say. When I tell you, you're going to run away as fast as you can. Don't look back. I know what to do with Mr. Wolf. You just get home, and I'll be back before you know it. Now, run! Blynn hesitated. The brat pushed him hard. So the little goblin started running. Finally, Blynn fell down, gasping for breath and crying. Bragg was a true friend. He saved me. I've lost him forever. Don't be such a baby, he heard a growly voice say. Blynn looked up and saw a big smile and two big round ears. Bragg! You're alive! And Blynn started crying again. What? No smiles, Blynn? You're not a very giggly goblin after all. All you do is cry. Oh, Bragg, I was so worried. Hey, that old wolf was mean, but I'm bigger and meaner than he is any day. I'm Bragg the bully. (laughs) He can't hurt me. Blynn was so happy, he grabbed Bragg and hugged him, crying and laughing and hip-hip-hooraying. It was a strange and wonderful thing, 
The oddly kind little goblin and his big bully friend with round ears chuckling and hugging each other. That's when the two friends heard shouting. All the goblins had come looking for them. Oh, my dear boy. I was so worried, Blin's mother called. I'm all right, Mama. There was a big wolf, but Bragg saved me. <laughs> all the other goblins gathered around Blin and Bragg. Last came Bragg's parents, looking a little embarrassed about their son with round ears and trying to hide behind their neighbors. But the other goblins poked them and pushed them to the front. Bragg, son, his father Ban started to say, frowning and looking even redder and gruffer. Um, er, he mumbled and fumbled and stumbled over his words. Um, you know, Bragg, uh, the bully's mother grinned, said, it was a very brave thing you did saving Blin from that big mean wolf, and, well, we want you to come home. No, you don't, muttered Bragg. You're embarrassed. You want me to be big and mean, but I don't want to be mean anymore. I want to stay here in the forest with Blin. He's different, too, but his parents still love him anyway and want him. Don't you, Mr. Bluff? Bluff just nodded, grabbing Blin and folding him into a hug. Bragg sniffed, tried to walk away, but he tripped on a root and almost fell. His father, Ben, grabbed a hold of his arm to stop Bragg from falling. And then suddenly, Bragg's father and mother were hugging their son, too, and crying, laughing, and talking all at the same time. Then all the other goblins joined in, laughing and teasing and talking and poking and hugging. The animals heard the happy fuss and came out from their hiding places. Bragg picked up the white puppy and hugged him. All the goblins were so surprised to see foxes and ducks and cats and dogs all together. It was weird, but it was wonderful. And it was just the way things should be. The end. Thank you for listening to Being Me, a short story written by Monica Nagy, read for you by me, Sam Adegoke. Please follow the link in the description to donate to Jinko to support their COVID-19 prevention efforts in Nigeria. sound of women in the town of Enuhu celebrating the opening of a new maternity center that Jinko built so that they can receive the high quality care they deserve during pregnancy. Jinko's mission is to save and transform lives in Africa. Along with helping vulnerable pregnant women, we also perform complex hip and knee replacements and minimally invasive surgeries in Nigeria. 
Through our David Ayelowo Leadership Scholarship for Girls, we provide full tuition, medical care, and social support for young female victims of terrorism and gender inequality. As COVID-19 takes fatal hold in Nigeria, we are proud to be one of the few charities fighting the pandemic at the grassroots level. We are donating tens of thousands of gloves, face masks, soap, sanitizer, and disinfectant to hundreds of nurses and traditional birth attendants. We are also training these heroic frontline healthcare workers on how to protect themselves, their pregnant patients, and newly delivered babies from the virus. And we haven't forgotten about impoverished school children quarantined in their villages with no means of mental stimulation, no smartphones, no computers, no access to school lessons or reading materials. So we are donating tablets preloaded with hundreds of books to students all across Nigeria. Your donation of $5 or five pounds makes all of this work possible. Thank you for helping us to keep these beautiful songs of joy and hope alive.